Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Flowing K and D. Yes, that's Kofoorola and Boma. Yep, yep. Yes, and we're really, really excited for another episode today. And um, we're going to be talking about things you should never tell a bereaved. Yes, things you should never tell a bereaved. I know that sounds like some of you are wondering, um, what are these girls on about this afternoon? Things you should never tell a bereaved. Well, this topic has a backstory. And um, um, I think I became conscious about how insensitive people can be. Uh, insensitive and not also knowledgeable. Because sometimes it's not that people mm. are sensitive, it's that they just don't, don't know. know. And sometimes people are just genuinely confused. Because I know I've been in that state before. So over to you. Continue. Okay, so let's make let's expand. Let's expand. Expand it. I so like if, it when this part of you come out. Because everybody seems to think I'm the only one. But you're the one influencing me. Bruh, you're, you are such a lie. You are a lie. You by yourself. You are a whole lie. Okay. But continue. If... Mm. <laughs> okay so really um um i lost my dad um, almost two years now ago and um, that was for the first time i really you know so now i'm talking from the place of the receiver of the bereaved and we had people come to our house to sympathize with us you know to, for their condolences and all and i met the most interesting and amazing set of people in fact i don't think we're going to only restrict ourselves to things you should not tell a bereaved it is the original topic was bereavement 101 because i have some other etiquettes that i would like to share so it's beyond maybe in another episode maybe in another episode yeah we we actually do have um yeah, so this is something for you to look forward to in the new season. We have a topic called general etiquette, life lessons. Basically, things you shouldn't say to people, ways you shouldn't behave in public, mm-hmm. just all those general things that, you know, calling somebody you meet for the first time, dear baby, and all of that. And mm-hmm. I understand that you are bereaved by that. Yes, it's so a bereavement. It's a bereavement for you, but let's not... Let's, let's focus on let's... this aspect of bereavement. So really, the um, so who is a bereaved? Someone that has lost someone. I, I can't say something. I think someone that has lost someone. It doesn't matter the relationship, but you've lost someone. And um, yes. So, hmm. <laughs> this particular statement uh, has haunted me for like since then i have forgiven the person no because i'm a christian but i still think about it and i'm like how can somebody be this insensitive Hmm. you know to people's feelings so you come to my house i just Hmm. lost my dad right was this sorry sorry was this when like um popsy passed and all of you in the house yes so people were coming to me that first one month right right buried him like a month after so that period and someone comes so see to you it might not be anyhow but to me, I just lost my dad. And you know how some people, when they are grieving, they don't eat. Me, my appetite was voracious. I was just eating. And we had really kind people that, gosh, that for meals they were bringing for us. Yeah. Uh, so you understand? Meals that I will not cook on the normal day. So I was right. really eating. But I can't even say I added weight. Funny enough, I think I even lost some weight. You know, there's a way food and your, your emotions can be. As someone that has not seen me in God knows what comes to my house, 
and if she sees me and the first thing she says is not oh my condolences or how are you she says ah you've added weight oh uh-uh, you're not looking like your father's sister ha and i'm um, you not tell her that mommy elenu yaka yaka i'm sorry i don't don't be vexed i'm quiet continue <laughs> no because i just I don't even think that that one is like it's just common sense. Keep your you're not here for you. It's not about you and what you think about me. So man, she had no it's, right. It's not because of even the atmosphere. She had no right because this man is times two of me. Ah. Of me. So chef, it was not your prerogative to have. Sex. I'm not saying that if she was slim or it was any it, better. Right. But uh, at least I've given her the benefit of doubt. Right. Like, mommy, like mommy. Hmm. Uh, Mommy, you know, trying to give her eye like mommy. No, this was this was eye. not this was this was low. Right, right. This was low. You, sh- you, sh- you shouldn't have. Right. But well, I didn't say anything. I just walked out. I don't even think I remember responding to her because I was more irritated. Like at this point, that like, what came to my mind was not now. Like this is definitely not the place or the time for this thing you just said to me. Gosh. I saw that one, oh, hmm, this other one. Thankfully, it didn't say it in my presence. It said it to my mom. Oh, wow. And like you said, maybe it was, he didn't know. I want to give him the benefit that maybe he didn't yeah. know that what he said was very insensitive. Yeah. So it came, because I don't really think it's from a place of care, honestly. I, ca- I can't take out, I can't find the care in the statement. So it says, he came and he brought us, you know, some food stuff. Not that I, I am not grateful for what he brought, but really would have done without it. I don't know if you have painted the picture well in your head. I get like, what you mean. And he comes and he drops it and he asks my mom, like, oh, eh, that we know that we live in an estate now. That so that now that Popsy is dead, like, oh, she, she, she should consider you know, getting somewhere else in another location, somewhere smaller, so she can afford to pay for the house. And I'm looking like was this discussion on the time of coming to visit the, Buma, wi- yes. the widow as yes. in a widow? Yes, it was. Her husband just died. Yes, Buma. and this is the thing you have to say yes. to us. Yes. Okay, continue. This is not. It's a different thing. If my mom said, asked ah, eh, please, so we cannot pay house rent, give us money. We did not beg. Even if your mommy asking this period, is this the time for unsolicited advice? You will not wait for the time of money to at least elapse. You need to see the way like me and my brother reacted like. Who the hell is this? And what does he think he is? Like, sir. I think I think for me, first of all, what I want people to start knowing is that the fact that people lose a person, they need help. But don't always assume that it's financial help or aid. And if you're going to give that help, stop making it seem like you're doing a favor. If you want to help, help. Get it over and done with. This idea of, ah, a husband died. She's desolate and in need. You know, she's at your mercy. Because I know of people that they've lost, you know, lost husbands and wives. And I mean, I have one of my, one of my aunties, so to speak. It's not biological, but you know, these aunties you grew up with, right? And she lost her husband. And till today, the house that she got, somebody anonymously donated house. And somebody's anonymously mm. paying her children's school fees. Till today, we've been trying to find out who. Go to bank, ask for statement. No way yeah, to trust it, though. Yeah. God bless the person. But that's what I'm saying. There are people that, oh, they want to help. And they don't want you to feel a certain way 
about that help or make you feel indebted or make you feel like you have to do something. You know, there's a way somebody will help you and you just feel like you have to do something to repay mm-hmm. because you're constantly feeling like it's too much. But if you don't know where it's coming from, what do you do? You cannot reject. All you can do is pray for the person. This one, she, See, this one is not even trying to help. We're just, just giving give you nonsense. opinion. And if you ever get to listen to this, uh, that statement was very, very wrong uncalled for and insensitive in case you did not know in fact i believe that you did not know so now you know another one that might look like is me trying to be nice it can be very controversial but this is me this is kofowarela's personal opinion right is you saying oh call me if you need anything or i'll be there for you Hmm. the problem with that statement is the truth is most times you genuinely want to be there for the person or right. you want a person to reach well i want to believe you want the person to reach out to you but we can only do some stuff to the extent that we are enabled explain please so okay ah call me if you need anything i need five million naira now if i call you can you give me five million naira no if you don't have like 500 million naira in your account okay do you understand so when they say call me instead of doing that i think my advice is just do what you would do anyways. So if you uh, call me she did anything, obviously, see, like you said, you always we need something. Somebody just died. There's their burial arrangement, their school fees to be paid, there's rent to be paid if applicable. So there's always something to be needed. So right. call me if you need anything, just sounds like do what you there are people that came and dropped checks and donate. In, in fact, I said, ah, that period I was rich. Ah, God bless my friends and my family is very mm. amazing. Mm. They didn't have to say call me if you need anything. It was Kofo, send your account details. Right. Oh, Kofo, do this one. Oh, what are you guys getting for the burial? Okay, I will handle this aspect of this one. But call me if you need anything is because most, the truth about the people that say that thing in that moment they never help out though. Hmm. Most of them, not all, not right, all. Right. In that moment they never help. It's not a situation of ah you know, done something. They're not like oh yeah, call me if you need any more thing. That's right. just their initial reaction or call me if you need to speak to me. It's such a heavy promise because sometimes you really want to do it, but you are not just enabled. So don't give me that. Don't allow me to don't open, open that channel. Exactly. And then when I want to use it, it's, now it's not, not accessible. accessible. Yeah. I remember my mom's friend that had lost her husband years ago. She came because she, she was really a very good support system oh, in that wow. period. And she said that um, when her husband died, so someone told her that thing. And immediately there and then, she told him, Please don't make that promise to me. Hmm. Not because I don't appreciate your good intentions, but because right. I know that you may not necessarily be as available as you are thinking. Call me even anything. Don't don't say that. Do whatever you want to do. Do you understand? Hmm. Again, we are only able to give as much as the, like God enables us to do. So don't and again, some people <laughs> again to so imagine telling someone that oh I'm there for you I'm your source of I'm there for you I'm your source of strength everything everything and the person that has that back of our mind and they're calling you they want you don't pick they see you don't pick it's not for like oh this person that says I'll be there for you is no longer there for me right. so don't make empty promises basically not because you plan for it to be empty but just do what you would do anyways call so call me if you need anything why should i call if i need anything or why should i call if i need to talk why don't you call me and check up on me right And don't you call me and ask okay do, do you need to talk or something bothering you do you understand yeah so that's that's that yeah. is another one for you well for me the only loss that i have experienced was um uh, it's kind of hard talking about it but i'm gonna try it was my aunt my mom's sister their last one and growing up, I grew up with a lot of, um, for those who don't know, I'm an only child, right? Um, 
but I grew up with a lot of siblings adopted officially unofficially there were just always people in the house but for me um for for me my mom's sister was my sibling she was way when i say way older she could have given birth to me in fact right i was in primary school when she was already in her 30s oh yeah i was in i was primary five just one she was already in her like 30s maybe late 30s or something but this is a woman that when i want to play water gun what card ludo she'll play with me you know when we're fasting and i'm like hansi book i don't want to fast she'll say yeah let's go and carry juice we'll drink juice we'll clean out mommy will ask her. so she did she really indulged me so i never really felt you know um empty and she was there in the darkest deepest most <laughs> if i hardest moments of my life she was there for me right and she knew just what to do you know i remember there was a day where she had come to get me when I was going through some stuff because my parents couldn't come. Um, they were they were in the north then, and Yobe State was like two hour journey down to Lagos, Ogbe State. Yobe, yeah, two hours. Twenty four. No, it was the whole day. Sorry, that's a two hours. Yes. Sorry, that's a very high mistake. <laughs> that is more like twenty six hour journey by road because I remember young shall grow that time. I think our family name used to be Dia. Honestly, there's no airports in the states that time, so it's only night bus. They didn't even travel during the day. It was only night bus. So they, there was. I mean, I didn't even need to go for midterm break because he spent two days on the journey, two days back. What's the use for me? So I stayed in school. Everybody would go home. I would just be there. So it was her. She would come from Illinois. Then she stayed in Illinois mm-hmm. and come and see me. So she came that one time. And I remember she looked at me and I saw her and I just started crying. And Kofodino, she didn't say a word to me. She just walked with me. You know, we walked in camp, walked. And she just asked me if I was hungry. I ate. And that was it. And that's what, as small as I was in just two or just one, that was all I needed. I honestly didn't know what, I couldn't express what I was even going through, all of that. Anyways, so she passed and she passed at a time where, I mean, I was in second SS3. I was like, oh, I'm growing up. I had plans, you know, somebody who married late. There was just so many things I was planning to do for her children. I was going to spoil them, going to do this. And she died. She was sick. I couldn't see her. I was the only person that didn't get to see her before she died. And she died on the day I was traveling to Illinois to go and see her. We got the call that morning. So it, it kind of just hit me really, really hard. Now, at a point where um, I can't even process my feelings, you know, I'm not old enough. I like to think I, I didn't even know what pain all anguish all this big big grammar I, I just knew that I was in a whole lot of pain and I didn't know what to do with it right I knew that it was giving me mood swings and all of that and you express this to people around you and you hear things like so you're coming from the angle of what people say I'm coming from the angle of we need to stop telling people how to process pain yes. we need to shut the hell up this one pisses me off because I've seen people go the wrong turn because people said this is how you should, you know, deal with your feelings. If people want to cry and Kata is running from their noses, you best let them do it if you can't get the hell out of their way. Because I had a friend who blatantly told me she didn't know how to be there when somebody was experiencing pain. So you know what she did? She cleared. She simply disappeared, which was good and better for me. Which was good and better for me because I could not at that point handle somebody saying something mean, saying something like, I beg, it's not just her auntie, 
you don't know what this person stands for in my life you don't know the significance of this the fact that you have a screwed up relationship with your auntie does not mean that you should measure that same relationship you understand for you now kofo you are close with your dad to some extent some people don't have a relationship with their dad so they can't relate to your pain if their dad dies today in honesty they will not be in pain Mm. so don't come and use your own to compare my own pain now i'm not saying validate my pain i'm simply saying shut up about it if you can't acknowledge it one two don't tell me how to deal with it because that was what i was going through then i had people constantly telling me oh um it's been long now if it's not your business if i want to mourn her for two years three years you know allow me go through and i know that psychologists and therapists will tell you that there's a process and people process things differently and all of that yada 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 which is fine right but my point is, if you are not a professional, if you as a friend cannot understand that this your friend is not always like this. Before this person died, before she lost this person, she wasn't like this. So if you can't, because I had this friend who stuck with me, right? And we're still friends till this. Three of them. God bless you guys. Shout out to Lola, Nikki, and Terayo. The best, right? They stuck with me then. I, I lost a lot of friends during that time. Because as a second, I mean, I also understand that, oh, they are also children. They don't understand. But for even the older people, like people who were in university people who were married other like other aunties and uncles they just didn't know how to handle me right and looking back now i'm like nah man you guys could have done better it just wasn't as important to you guys then um second thing or third thing that i want to say concerning these people coming to come and visit you saying oh da 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 please guys if you don't know what to say just pray for them i'm serious don't go and say, oh, you look fast. Ah, you're about to do that a lot. Trying to look for oh. small talk. Small talk. Didn't you experience it? I just, I just remember this one. Uh-huh. The constant, the next thing everybody kept on talking about marriage. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how uh-huh. did we get to this point? I thought we came here to mourn. Okay. How did it come, become about Kofo and when she gets married or when she gets to bring her husband home? I, I understand the need to want to say something just to ease the tension but like you said if you have nothing nice to say or nothing or nothing sensible to say don't say anything honestly speaking from what you said about um um duration of pain and present yeah another one i do not like when people say Mm. is so for I, i don't know if you've ever experienced loss of someone and how you would be able to relate to that some two years after, three years after, mm. you can be walking on the road and you will legit pause and you will break down and yes. you crack. Yes. I've had episodes where I'm at work and I just excuse myself. I go to the bathroom and I am crying. Mm-hmm. This is not Father's Day. This is not my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. It's just just hits me in those in moments. This moment. Then you miss me crying and you're saying something like, ah. Is this to your daddy you're crying oh, about? I've not been over two years. How we beat you? <laughs> How we use the corner in me, all the pain in me? How we beat you? Those type of, on, those, on those type of days, you don't even you don't respond because they, they are just no they yeah. are no right. There are no words, honestly. There are no right responses. There are no words to to there say is to no, people. There is no definition for pain. And another thing that Buma said, I was also going to touch on is um, the issue of people processing pain and everything. Right, right. We all mourn differently. Yes. I know people that do not cry, they do not shed a single tear. Mm-hmm. But you come ten years later, it can be that they are in a party, and when they legit break down yes, and start crying, yes. the way the, the way we process emotions are very different. And what you say. Mm. can make Omar a person. Yes. We don't look at me. This is two years ago. I'm still remembering. I think you're saying things that are 
it's so stuck with you. And it sticks with you. Yeah. And, and I, I promise you that these people gone. don't remember. They don't remember. They don't even know. They don't. You see, that's the power of words, guys. They don't even know. And guess what? I'm the first born. Yeah, I have God. siblings. So you can imagine the pressure. Not from like, I imagine if the last, I don't even know if he heard. Right. If the last born had heard something like this. Having what? to carry that through the course of his you life. Understand? How do you want him to feel? How do you want him to react? Like it's the issue of um, grief, bereave, bereavement, etc., death is very, very, very sensitive. Even as a, even for me that I have lost someone, mm-hmm. even when someone when I hear that oh someone has lost somebody, mm. I still did, but my I don't still know how to react. I don't know how to say sorry. What girl, my own experience has made me become is empathetic. Right. Before I used to come from a place of sympathy. Right. But now I can empathize with you. Because but you've experienced exactly, it. Exactly. But I still never know the right words to say. And sometimes in my message, I type it out. I'm like, I really don't know what to tell yes. you right now to make you feel better. Yes. And I don't tell them I'll be there for them to because I, like I said, I don't like that. Right. But other than that, I will not check on you as much as I can. So, you know this thing you said, I was going to say something before I started talking about how you say I'll be there for you. It's the same way you say i hate this thing too when people say when you tell somebody something and they say i'm praying for you people never pray when they say oh okay don't let me say people never pray people rarely ever pray when they say i'm praying with you or i'll pray for you and what you don't realize is you are signing up yourself under a covenant and a promise so this is what upsets me so somebody tells you where you're mourning oh whatever you need you know just let me know in if it's in my capacity you know i'll do it i'll be there for you now maybe what i need from you is a listening ear you are not always busy i now confide in another person maybe a mutual friend ah I mean, you know, this thing that this girl is doing, Kofo is doing is hurting me because, you know, Kofo was the one that told me that I could lean in on her. And what you people don't realize is when people experience loss, it's a part of themselves that they lose, which automatically means there is now vulnerability in play. Everything gets to them in a way that they didn't even know could get to them. People are, it's like they're now looking for a way to find themselves again without to exist without this person that used to be such a chunky part of your life especially if it's a sibling you know a daddy a mommy your whole life consisted of these people and all of a sudden these people don't matter anymore i just remembered an experience that happened um on my friend's wedding last year okay so it's during the um, daddy and daughter dance right and i just started crying and then another of my friend also with me. So she was just gisting and she just looked at me. I'm like, oh, why are you crying? In that moment, she remembered and she just gave me like a smile, like a nodding smile, and she just kept quiet. At that point, I didn't even have to say, ah, oh, sorry, don't hmm. cry. The, the fact that she looked at me and I saw that she understood from my eyes and her smile was right. enough for me in that time. Okay. Imagine if she said, Something like, ah, it's not even your wedding. Why are you now crying? Hey, up? Jesus. <laughs> and, these are, and these are not far-fetched things that people say, really. And really, what really triggered this topic for me was, um, has been the news and incidents of yeah. death in this last couple Left of weeks. Right. And I just like, you know what? Because I've had to send a number of people messages to, you know, console them, in quotes, you know, send them messages just to sh- uphold them. Mm. And every time, no matter how many times I send these messages, mm-hmm. they are never the same for me. I never 
like I said, I never always have the right things to say. Right. And because of that, I never say anything. The worst case, I just say, I just, my prayer is not even so constant. I just pray for strength for you. Because that is really, really all you, that is what you need in that time. Strength yeah. and emotional, yeah. you know, it was strength in all areas. Emotion. Then even understanding Honestly. of people around yes. you. Because the it's right, right people. The right people. The right people. The right people. I've had, oh I, I, I know people that um, um, lost triggered something in them and they turned to hmm. you know in their grief yes. they have to turn to alcohol and Drugs, everything the so bad lifestyle they don't need, so hmm. even when you see somebody like that he or she does not need you to be judgmental, judgmental because uh, again like she said we all process grief sympathy deeply. and compassion guys in fact I, I think the watch word for everything that we've said in the whole of the season one for me this being like the official you know sort of last episode is that guys we need to begin to embrace humanity that's it the moment you can begin to because i was looking at all our topics you know like last week i don't know if you saw my status i was like oh my god i'm nostalgic just looking at all these topics and all the things we've spoken about it all boils down to humanity the moment you can begin to put the other person do you know that for right now based on what i went through there every time i think by mistake of losing my mom i start crying she, she's not as wrong with her. She's not sick. I'm fine. She's great. As in, we'll even G. Sometimes we'll fight safe that same day. If I just mistake, sometimes I will imagine somebody will just call me and tell me the way I will not be fine till the next day that I talk to her again. Or I have to call her. I don't know how to say it in English that you really get it. I will be feeling sick from the inside. I will be crying on my own on the bed. Like Kata Cryo. And nothing is wrong with her. That's how much jitters like fear you know engulfs me sometimes so i don't even want to imagine what <laughs> you know if this if, if, if it was ever real how would i feel what would happen this whole ibiduni godalu thing i was it messed me up for like three days and i never met this woman personally just watching i, I was tired of crying god <laughs> Kofo, was, it was ridiculous and i watched uh, i watched the uh, final i don't even know how you mom. people could do it i never i watched I with did my it. mom eventually I, I couldn't and i i tried Somebody even said to me, the one where her daughter was, I couldn't. My heart couldn't take it. So, guys, people go through. I saw somebody's comment on Pastor Igodalo's um, um, post that's on the ministry page, Trinity Church. I beg, I beg, I beg. He should cry. All this one is busy singing on the altar and cry and minish and singing with the choir. He's not needed. If he breaks down, nobody will kill him. It's his wife that died. What is wrong with people? What is wrong? Who, how do you know this man has not killed himself inside? That man is going to enter the same house that he he he's, he lived with, with his wife. Every time he looks at those children, it's a reminder of that woman. Do you think he's not going through hell? The fact that he chooses a solace that you have no idea about because you obviously don't get the idea of Jesus, you know, for him. If Jesus is his comfort in that time, why can't you just support him and respect him? Some people is food. If food is the solace, if you cannot help, please just support the ministry if they stop eating. One nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it is uh, going out for a friend of mine that lost her dad um six years ago now let me count uh let's say five six years ago then it was going out too she wanted to go to the movies she wanted to go to, and that was all i could offer her i couldn't offer her money so she'll call me and say Puma, let's go i want to go to the movie studio i'll follow her but my there's this new restaurant in fact any restaurant i've tried in this lagos if i check well i don't want to mention her name i'm sure if she's hearing this she's going she's to listen right. this one she knows it's her Eh? Let me let me use your first uh, letter of your name T. T will call me. But ma'am, where are you? 
there's this new place eh, on the island. It's Kiniko Kiniko. Let's go and eat there. First time I had hands on Renee, it was her. First time I went to BLD of the island, it was her. First time I ate right the same food in this life. My lord, I say my friend, I didn't have more new. I'm a small shy. She said, let's go, Joe. That, that for her was soulless. Yeah. Do you know it took her two years? The first day she was going to break down. It was her mom that called me. Her mom was basically calling all her close friends that she knew that she didn't understand what was going on with her daughter. She had a fit of rage in the house. You know, I think she had like a fight with her mom or something and she just started breaking everything in the house. You know, so you see how much pent up anger, pain, hurt, sadness she must have been going through in the course of the two years that this had happened. Then, of course, she's the first one. So the financial burden on, on her became sort of a lot because she felt like she had to rise up to the occasion now before she could say i beg daddy is spending on the family let me spend on myself now the pressure was sort of much she's working now she's earning she has to pay she has to give her siblings pocket money mommy will sometimes call and say ah there's no diesel in there you understand mommy is not saying give me money but her telling you what's going on in the house you too you want to drop she just lost it that day and the mom said she looked at herself and she just started wailing in her room and she was just crying you know and i knew the kind of relationship she had with her dad in fact it was after her dad's death she became close with her mom her dad was her everything like her dad knew her boyfriend her dad knew when she started dating her dad, she was a friend with her dad so it was like it just dawned on her all of a sudden that this man that was the one go-to person that i had is all of a sudden gone who else am i going to fall to again like this man you know that's the pressure that's the heat that now begins to rile up and that's what happened for me i'm thinking who is going to replace antibuki in my life she was my place of security every single thing in life antibuki would have died for me to leave i'm not joking she would give up and the one time that she heard i was sick she resigned my aunt was jobless for two years she resigned like they didn't give her leave my aunt left the world but then she went back they had already sat that she resigned to come and stay with me that's the first and last time i was ever admitted in a hospital that's how deep you know her love was for me i she used to say that i'm a firstborn she would tell my mom that me i'm a firstborn any other child she gives birth to afterwards you know, will be my younger one so you don't know what people are going through you don't know how these things affect them just pr- me like you say you don't know what to say me too i don't know what to say to people because i know then that there was nothing anybody said to me that would make you better mm-hmm. all the i know jesus is lord but you saying it at that point <laughs> does not make me feel jesus is lord oh okay yeah so one last oh. thing because um, around that period that that thing happened, I actually sent um, a message to a couple of my friends that had lost someone and so that they could tell me things that people said to them right. that they don't like. And one that I remember vividly was a friend telling me that for the life of him, he hates when people say be strong. Mm. I didn't understand him like, ah, be strong. Mm. That like the normal thing, be strong. Yeah, it's like, no, normal. don't tell me what to be exactly. or how to be, like you said. Exactly. Don't tell me to be strong. What if I don't want to be? And again, the be strong is usually louder when you're saying yes. it to guys. Why are you telling me to be strong? Why are you telling me to be a man? Why are you telling me to brace up? Ah, exactly. don't cry. You want your mother to be crying? I let's all cry. I hated when people came and my brother was because my brother, my brother did not really cry. Mm-hmm. My brother cried like a year after. Oh wow! So, but that period when he came, I know you're now your the new husband. Please don't you're put not, that pressure on him. No. Don't put that load. It's a burden. Don't. At that point, it's not. Why does him choose to want to be the man of the house? Or me being the firstborn. Ah, you know you're now the something. And then you what? Cannot, I'm like, you guys, I understand where you're coming from, but now, in fact, I don't think any time is the right time. Thank you. But 
in that moment it was that the wrong fresh it was the wrongest time because this, this the people that have the most opinions are the people that have offer no help or the yes. least help yes the yes. people that help the most they are quiet did not say anything they are quiet i'm telling you so my dear brothers and sisters and mommies and daddies and more mommies and daddies because they are the yep. ones that are usually yep. guilty of these mm-hmm. things don't be mindful of what you say yeah. when you go to the house of a bereaved. Yeah. Sometimes all they need is your silence and your presence. Honestly, they don't need you to utter anything. They don't need you to say or do anything. They don't honestly. They need you to just be present. Honestly, and just present and you keep quiet. When they are crying, cry with them if you can. Yeah. Just be dead. That's not the time to start saying things that do not necessarily make and, sense. And another thing that I hate is when we feel like people must like they must need you the fact mm-hmm. that i've gone through loss means i need so for like this my friend now for the first three months she honestly just wanted space it was like it was we like we were too much everybody wanted to do something everybody wanted to be there everybody wanted to help she just wanted space then and i heard people saying things like ah how wanting space is unhealthy it's not needed that we should choke her with love we should be calling her we should be she block all of us bought new sim card nobody could locate her because you know i get that some people can wallow away if you give them space but what i did then was i dropped a text message every day exactly that's i never called immediately i heard that you know she changed her line i called her mom her mom gave me a new number i just told her hi i heard you changed your line and i know you're going through a lot because i'm also very close with my dad i'm jay my dad you know and i know and she's a family friend i mean our dad used to joke a lot he hit my dad really hard then so you know i know so i'll just drop a text message every day go for i'm not joking for about seven months that's all i did she never one day replied my text she never one day called me back but when she was ready by herself she picked up her phone and said she wanted to come and stay with me for like a week my mom was like of course by all means i mean she never need, needed to ask before you know mm-hmm. coming to my house so she came to my house it's from one week she stayed for like i know back on holiday was long yeah. then so she stayed with me for like one month after which she went to another friend's place all of us we just allowed her do what you need that was when she started going out going out you know and eventually she came around to it so imagine people that say you can never leave a bereaved when mama te- your brother and mama tell him one day he ends after the burial hey all those uh, plenty plenty ends talk. after the burial Chai. see <laughs> Now, I remember wow. somebody saying something that I remember Susan like, ah, milk everything you can, milk now, get everything you can get now because after the burial, it's gonna end. You won't ha. see anybody again, and that's the truth. That's why I always say, don't say you can be there for people because wow. you don't really know how you can. Wow. So that bring that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, I really, 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 really hope that we learned one or two things yeah. because it's. I'm not perfect. Even if I've been in that shoes, I'm sure that sometimes I must have Made said mistakes. something and just uttered something that wasn't nice. So we have to be very, very conscious. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing again you can, I say you can do, yeah. is don't do anything. Uh-huh. I had people that just all they did was send me food. Mm. You know, it's just those little, little things that I will never forget. Very thoughtful. You know, so there are certain things I don't forget. The, the actions and it's, it's one of my friends, no matter how much he annoys me till tomorrow, the fact that I saw him money burial oh, wow. i was like 
you actually showed up i kept saying oh my god you came you oh my up. god you came right. oh my god you came right. those are the little things that i will never forget right. and i will also never forget the hurtful things you said to me mm-hmm. whether knowingly or knowingly mm-hmm. so we, ha- we have to be minded and it's beyond bereaved but we're focused on the bereaved it's yeah. a lot of things yeah and i know we are all learning but these right. are the few etiquette i'm just trying to drop this etiquette so that next time you know, you find yourself in that situation, mm. you will be more minded as to what you want to say. Yeah. And have to say. Especially because the very constant thing in life is death and birth. Which means you will always find somebody who has passed or died around you. You may not know them directly, but you may know a friend of a friend, you know, and also people will be born around you. So you must know the right things to say in these times and in these seasons to people to make just make it it's, it's already hard. Don't add. it's already jonathan it's already hard don't just add much more to it just be a source of relief at that point Mm -hmm. um at this point we just really hope that you know you've learned a lot and you check yourself make these changes as usual like comment share send suggestions send your own stories in also send your own experiences in very very important to us we want to hear back from you feedback is very important to us and if you think i'm overreacting especially um with some of the things i said feel free to let me know yeah, too so, like i really want to know because yeah. i tried doing that oh did i overreact or not right but feel free to say it as it is and that brings us to the end of this episode um so Bumal will be kind enough to say a word of prayer. Mm, all right. Um, Afaran Lord, we just want to say thank you today. Okay. We want to thank you for every single person going through pain, okay. going through loss, going through the pain of a lost one, of a loved one rather, going through the loss of a loved one, going through um, a heart-wrenched pain right now that they cannot explain and that it feels like nothing makes it better. It feels like nothing, you know, can even help. They're trying everything and it just feels like they're in this dark hole that they cannot get out of. And they're just like, God, you know, why would you let this happen? People going through a lot of questioning right now. People going through a phase where faith feels like a far-fetched thing and they just don't know how to trust you anymore, God. We join our faith together, myself and Kofo today. And we say that in the name of Jesus, your heart is healed. Amen. We say that that thing that you have lost, in one way or another God will be that thing to you for those who don't have fathers anymore the Lord will be a father to the fatherless to you for those who have lost their mothers the Lord will be a mother to the motherless to you for those who have lost friends that were integral and important the Lord will be the best of friends to you for those who have lost um, any kind of relationship at all siblings those who have lost cousins those who have lost grandparents whatever it is that you have lost and it feels like a chunk you know of yourself has just gone and you don't know what to do anymore god will be the replacing function of these people for you Amen. in the name of jesus Amen. and i pray that in every way that these people were to you and that you're feeling lack oh maybe they were providers maybe they were emotional strength that you will not lack in any of these ways Amen. that god will provide for you Amen. in the name of jesus we pray for Amen. widows and widowers especially at this point we pray for the fatherless and the motherless the orphans you know right now we just pray that the wave of help help from above help that cannot be quantified God will send it your way. God will send it to you. And like never before, you will feel the love of the Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for listening as always. It's your girls, Flowey Katie. Ah! I don't even want to shout. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.